y'all. It's your girl Zaria, aka Black BB Hollow, and I'm back with another podcast. I believe this is episode eight now. I would like to start off my podcast by saying, How are you guys? I know you can't answer, but mentally answer for me. <laughs> I hope you guys had a good week. I hope you guys did something productive. I'll start by saying the thing that I did productive. Um, this following week, I'll say I uh, did another more self-cleaning of my apartment. I deep cleaned my, um, I believe my refrigerator out, and then I deep cleaned my, yeah, like my bathroom, my toilet, and just my, you know, certain things around my apartment. Um, I didn't get to do other things that I would would have liked to do, but it, I really, honestly, haven't been feeling my best self mentally wise I don't know my depression is starting to kick in again but I have been still going to the gym and working out and also I can say that the things that I've done positive this week is I've I've been eating more not eating out as much uh I did break my eating out streak uh, a few days ago I went and got me a um a fiesta bowl <laughs> I was like I am so tired of cooking I do not feel like cooking today I got off the bus and was like I, I can't I, I do not feel like cooking today I'm about to go get me a fiesta bowl and eat me some grilled chicken and some corn I don't care no more that was the only time I broke my street but I have went back to just cooking food at home but you guys don't understand like cooking at home and constantly having to clean up and do this, do that, it's so, oh my god, you guys, our parents had the right to be, had an attitude problem, being a those ghetto, I, I completely understand why they were always angry so, all the time, but, what I don't understand, I try to blame it on you, I didn't tell you to have my ass, but alright guys, going into the topic that I want to talk about today, I want to talk about my experience with dating, my experience with dating as a darker-skinned black woman, my experience dating outside my race. I just want to talk about these things. And I feel like this should be the podcast about, you know, dating and just general, uh, whatever. All right, y'all. So let me start off by saying um, I did not really have that much experience with guys romantically you know, growing up, because I was a little funny looking, and nobody liked me, and I got bullied at school or whatever. <laughs> so I didn't lose my virginity till I was 18, like I said in my previous podcast when I talked about my virginity story. Um, you know, like, I was into, like, you know, white shit. I was into, like, Vampire Diaries and, like, Glee and stuff like that, and people were literally, like, in middle school, all the girls are, you know, doing on their overly sexualized Shit, they were, they was, they was out there giving hand jobs and blow jobs in the gym, uh, gymnasium. I'm just like, wow, y'all, y'all on a different level. We like 12 and y'all doing that. I'm over here trying to figure out how I'm going to get in. Some are harder to marry me. I don't know. They was on a different level, y'all. But, uh, <laughs> oh, sorry, I hit the microphone. I'm dead. <laughs> but yeah, they was on a whole different level. So, um, my next podcast maybe might be about this but um I think I'm just gonna say you know the topic of my experiences with colorism into the next topic but I could just go into it just a little bit you know so when I was younger I was really going through it with my skin tone just not accepting my skin tone and just not seeing it seeing it as pretty and I just hid it and I hid away from the sun I I would cry if I had to go out in the sun it was really really bad 
But starting off, I would like to say, like, I'll start off with the whole dating outside my race in, in general. So growing up, I had a little boyfriend, like, you know, when I was younger, probably when I was living on, you know, the Slauson and uh, Western area on 55th Street. I had a boyfriend named Kevin, Kevin um, Amaya, and I can't find him. I've been trying to find him for the longest, and I, I think I found a number, but I didn't want to text it because I just felt like that would be so weird. It's like years later and I haven't seen him, but I'm like, I want to know he's still like black girl. <laughs> I don't want to date him. I don't know. I just, I just really want to see him and like give him a hug. Like we were really best friends. When we were younger and I don't know. I don't know if he has the whole family. He's married. I don't want to text him. And his wife is like, girl, stop fucking texting my man. I'm like, okay. But Kevin was my childhood best friend that, you know, lived with me on 55th street. So east side of my, uh, House, like I said in my previous podcast, it was I had a white neighbor on the right side and on my left side of our house, we had a Hispanic neighbor or Hispanic family, which was Kevin. And he was my little boyfriend. And I just, you know, I could I never saw, you know, race as an issue when it came to dating. That was never, you know, a situation that occurred to me, you know, when it came to dating. I don't know. Honestly, like when you're a child, you don't see that shit. You don't, I mean, you see the difference, like, hey, I'm darker than you or I'm lighter than you. You see the difference, but when you're a child, all you care about is going out and catching butterflies and shit. Like, that's all I care about as a child, being barefooted, ghetto as hell, running down the street to fucking 55th Street, no shoes on, snot running down my nose, just a baby kid. I was real, I was real different back then. <laughs> but, I didn't see color. I didn't see none of that. So I always like had attraction to, you know, guys out of side of my race. So, you know, mainly I'm going to say I didn't start, you know, really messing around with, you know, African-American men until I got, you know, older. It was always Hispanic guys who were mainly attracted to me. So I don't know. So I can say that dating outside of my race comes with a lot of obstacles um, I always have to have that back, you know, thought in the back of my head, like, does he like black girls? And if you're not familiar, like I say, I, every podcast, I try to be very thorough. So all of my listeners, all demographics can understand. But, um, <clears throat> there was a band named One Direction. If you're not familiar with One Direction, there was a boy band, a UK boy band that disbanded in 2015. Well, they didn't disband. They said they went on a break and it never came back. <laughs> they was like that person at the job that said, oh, I'm going on my break and never and clocks out and never come back. That's what they did to us. But I had a One Direction account named Black One Defend, and I had quite a lot of followers, and that's a long story. But um, it was always like, you know, we have to constantly have to feel like we needed a space in that fandom just because it was a, a all-white, well, half one of them, half white Zane, uh, boy band, and, like, I just felt like when we was younger, I was always tweeting, like, oh, yeah, like, Niles with a black girl, Liam with a black girl, these are the names of the members, but it was always, like, always have to push that narrative or question whether someone liked black girl because of the racism that is really in-depth in us, so I'm just, like, it like, when it comes to dating outside my race, it's always like that. Like, oh, does his parents, like, you know, black girls or... It's just something, like, really, like, I, you, in the back of my head, I'm just, like, I be going through it. And, and it's not, like, 
it's always something like I, I have to think about that even with my own men. I have to think about that with African American men. Like, when why would I have to think with my own men? Like, do he like black girls? Like, he black. So, like, what the hell? Like, why do I have to think like that? That's crazy. If y'all hear something in the background, that's the mask playing. And I should have been watching Jim Curry with his bald headed ass, but. I love the mask and what he said about Will Smith. He can get choked. Okay, Will Smith ain't shit. I mean, not Will Smith. I mean, oh Lord Jesus, I take that back. I mean, Jim Carrey. I love you, Will Smith. So I was like, keep my keep my wife's name out your fucking mouth. I love Will Smith. My bad. I meant to I meant to say Jim Carrey. <laughs> I can literally, I literally can't stand all the people who are coming for Will Smith when they all have terrible ass past. Like, shut the hell up. I can't stand somebody. Okay, I'm going to say, like, before we get back into the dating thing, I'm going to say one of my flaws is I do reflect. Sorry, not reflect. Deflect. Deflection. I don't know if that's, like, a flaw, but I really hate someone who be trying to talk shit about somebody, and then they got, they you know, or trying to tell somebody about themselves, and they got skeletons in their closet. So I am a deflector, and I need to work on that. But then I think I don't. Because I'm like, let me tell you something, ho. <laughs> All right, y'all. But back to the dating so with Kevin, the situation, I never really had to like think like, oh, he like black girl. It was I was young. I, I didn't have that in my mind yet. So my experience with dating outside, I mean, not outside my dating as a darker skinned black girl who is a darkest. I am a darker skinned black girl who have black features. I'm not like, you know, you know, I'm not it's not like I'm not it's not like I'm a dark skinned, racially ambiguous black girl. I'm not I'm you know, I'm black, I got big nose, big lips, and so I always have to deal with, like, colorism, too, even with dating, you know, as a dark-skinned black girl, honestly, I feel like I, I attract all men, I do, I attract white men, I attract, I don't know about Asian men, I never really, I never really, um, I got a chance to even experience anything with an Asian man, like, I'm not really around Asians like that. I mean, I am because I live in South Central LA, duh. But like, I mean, like, I'm not really, it's not really, I, I, who's really in my schools and who works with me is mainly uh, black and Hispanic people. So, um, I don't know. I think Asian guy, black man, I don't know. But it's, I, you know, have white guys who hit on me, black guys, all that. But it seemed like, you know, my lighter counterparts when it comes to men seem to hit on me more than, you know, because darker skinned black men got their own little demons and they like to, you know, project their insecurities and colorism onto you. But let's let's start getting messy. Let's start talking about my love life, which is terrible. But let's start off saying that with my love life, I can say that I am on a journey of self-healing and trying to protect my peace and trying to work on myself, and trying to travel the world, and like I said in my last podcast, if you guys didn't listen, I said that I felt like I am meant to be alone, and I am meant to just travel the world, and just be on my own, and not have no kids, and then just die, and just be, you know, remember that's the fun auntie, the fun bougie ass auntie, that's how I feel like I'm supposed to be remembered now, but let's start getting into... I'm gonna give y'all a list. I'm gonna. I'm not gonna say none of these people' names, and I don't care how many of them. How many of y'all be like, oh, damn, that's a lot of niggas. But I don't care. We gonna talk about them. So, <laughs> I already told y'all about my person. The first guy, number one. This is someone that I, you know, lost my virginity to. This is he. Um, <laughs> he 
is the person I love, Virginia, too. He was like six years older than me, which is like crazy how like social media and like that One Direction, like fandom tried to really come from my life because the way I was acting, I was acting like a clown. Let's let me put my clown shoes on and let me honk my nose real quick because I am a clown when it comes to men. And I'm not afraid to admit my my mistakes. Like I am a clown. We're going to keep coo, 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 honk my nose, whatever. He was way older than me. He's in his 30s. I'm only about to turn 25. That man is like 32. So, like, for me, the way I was acting, how can you blame me? I was, like, 18 years old. For, like, fresh out of high school. Relax. Spano. <laughs> I, I always do this, bro. I always do that when I say I'm not going to say their name. <laughs> oh, I'm so dead. I said I wasn't going to say their name. Whatever. Whatever. I don't care about him. I don't care to protect his privacy. He's a terrible person. And he manipulated and gaslighted me and coursed me into that. Losing my virginity on top of a Raiders blanket. That is so ghetto. That is so LA. That's what disgusts me. Anyways, the next person was like next person I was, you know, talking to or not even talking to. It's a mad situation. Look at me. I was about to say his name I was but this person I worked with at my job who was a manager and it was it was, don't take it like oh you messed around with manager don't take it like that like it was a, it was hot dog on a stick like it was nothing <laughs> if you're not familiar with hot dog on a stick please google it it's hot dog on a stick it's a like place that was like started in Santa Monica California so whatever and this person let me tell you how this person I have a history where men course me into things and I'm I'm growing and growing more and more as a person to say no and to not get manipulated into things I'm I'm technically at that point in my life because I've been turning down a lot of people but I'm not fully there I still allow people into my life and I shouldn't or I still allow certain things and it's it's a struggle. But whenever I'm like just alone and not being bothered, I'm definitely on my level of like being able to say no. But this guy number two, like I said, how's that gonna stick manager? They okay, so I never found myself attracted to them. I didn't think they were attractive. Like I honestly when I got there I thought they were gay. I'm not gonna lie. I mean I I thought they was like me, broken hand syndrome. I was about to be like best friend, I thought so. But anyway, what happened was that person like just kept, you know, making comments and hitting on me and I was just like, This is weird. You're my manager and I sucked at that job. I don't care. It was hot dog on a stick. It was like my what's that? That wasn't even my second job. That was like my third job but like because I got fired from Chipotle so my first job was like at the movie theaters and I got fired from there and then my second (laughs) my second job was Chipotle got fired from there whatever I don't care but um so, (laughs) so this person was hitting on me and it just made me so uncomfortable like I was just like I I wish that at that point like I don't know what happened to my phone or something but I still wish that I had like the messages that showed that like this person was making me uncomfortable and I even told my father I even went as far as telling my father like yo like my manager's making me really uncomfortable like I just you know just really wish that they weren't hitting on me and what happened was I let my guard down 
And that's the thing. I want y'all to realize, ladies, don't let your guard down for these assholes. They are using it to manipulate manipulate you and gaslight you into doing things. And I really wish that I didn't let my honesty through this whole list. At the end of this whole list, I'm going to say that I wish I met none of y'all. Like, <laughs> none of y'all. All of y'all can choke. Every single one of y'all. Chris, you too. You did, but you too. But second person, they just... Like I said, it was making me uncomfortable. I let my guard down. He, um, I would when I had complained to a manager about it. His like other like his like co manager. She was like, he has a girlfriend, and I was like, going back to the here we go with the girlfriend boyfriend y'all. And I was like, what? After after that was a situ. After I was told that he had a girlfriend, I literally just start backing off. Like I wasn't even like there was nothing to back off from me anyway. It was not mutual. I just kept feeling so uncomfortable, and I was just like, I want this person to stop hitting on me. What happened was this person was asking to hang out and stuff like that, and we gonna skip what really happened. All I can say is that they coerced me into doing, you know, stuff into this little situation. And they tried to flip the script on me. And to this day, like, I tried to, like, reconcile a friendship with that person. But he actually blocked me because uh, he had subscribed to, like, my OnlyFans. And I kind of, like, went back and told one of her coworkers. She came into my job when I was working at Forever 21. And I told her I was, like... He's in a whole different, he's in a whole relationship, but it wasn't the same girl from before. And she was just like, that's not okay. And she went back and told him, and I told her not to, but she, and he blocked me. And I was like, whatever, he's a loser. This a loser, never stay faithful. This a fucking loser, whatever. Now, next, guy number three. Guy number three is Chris. I don't even have to, you know, I don't even have to disclose, I mean, hide his damn name that was my ex that died who I talked about in my podcast and they were just terrible just terrible like you already know about I already told y'all about Chris who was abusive who was racist towards me just and it was that had lasted for three years I didn't talk to well I we want to talk about this person next like in between um Chris was just like super abusive towards me always body shaming me he was always trying to compare me to his ex, who's a terrible person. His ex is such a bitch. Like, I tried to, like, you know, be nice to her little five-foot-one ass, and she's just a bitch. Anyway, this, he was just terrible. I'm not talking about the baby mama. I'm talking about his other ex, who was black like me, and she was, you know, just a weirdo. But, um, just a hot mess, y'all. I don't, three years of this abuse, honestly, I'm not gonna, I really, I honestly, out of anybody, I would say I would never take my experience back with Chris because I feel like I grown a lot. It taught me things. I feel like I needed to go through that experience to grow as a person and to just learn, you know, like it was a love loss and I really do miss him. And I really wish that, you know, he didn't have to die that way. But I honestly, I would not take that experience back. Everybody else can choke, but him, even though he was the worst out of everybody, I wouldn't take it back because I feel like I learned a lot of situations, you know, a lot of things from that situation. Um, but this person that I was, I like I said in my previous podcast, I literally did not mess with anybody, didn't sleep with anybody for like three, two, th- two, three years. 
just only messing around with Chris over on and on, even when he was going around sleeping around all of Los Angeles. So I what happened was I started to talk to someone that was like a friend of my ex-friend, wait, my fucking friend no more. I started to talk to this person and I really like this person. And like it just seems like every single guy that I like and I really wanted to work and I'm ready, like I was really this person, I was really ready to put everything down. I was going, I was going to drop all the holes. I didn't have no holes. But I was going to drop all my little mystical holes in my head. I was going to do everything for this person. And it, you know y'all, he, what he wanted to do? He decided to stop talking to me so he can literally date a 17-year-old girl. Mind this, y'all, we was like 22, 23 years old at that time. Yes, y'all, we was old as hell. This man... This, <laughs> this man, literally, I'm going to call him guy number, I don't want to call him guy number three because we never even, like, we never did nothing. It was just a talking stage, and, like, it was a lot that happened with that situation, but I can't go into thorough about all these guys, my little, I can't go into thorough, but, like, I might go into a whole different podcast about this person, that this person and just give more thrill, like, you know, what happened. But this person, I like to say is, I met through my, you know, ex-friend, and that was, like, his best friend. And what happened was I met him at, at my ex-best friend's party. Um, You know, birthday party, I, I would see him at his parties all the time because him, you know, him and that guy had, like, grew up together. And, like, I just met him before. I think he had a girlfriend at that time. And then I, he came to my birthday party, I had a bonfire for my 21st birthday, and he came there. He had attracted to me, and I had attracted to him, but I was messing around with Chris, so I, you know, couldn't act on it. And then when I took a break from Chris, I started, you know, I went on one little date with him, and, like, something happened that he didn't like about me. But I thought, I kept blaming it on someone else, and it was just him. He was, he was just on his R. Kelly shit. He just wanted to talk to a little-ass girl. Like, Harvey Wein, like, Harvey Weinstein ass, like... Just say you like, just say you wanted to fuck little girls. Like, oh my God, when I found out she was 17, because I had, what happened was I had went to that friend's birthday again. And this time after all that stuff, after he stopped talking to me, he had the girl there, but I didn't know how old she was until my friend told me. And yeah, I found her Instagram because I'm sorry. I'm sorry, Alexis Boone. You already know what's, <laughs> and she looks 12, bro. Like there's something wrong. And Oh my God, you guys, I just really, I'm still struggling with this. And I swear to God, I feel like I feel better about my, you know, situation. But I obviously be feeling like, oh my God, like, is there something wrong with my love life? Is it really that cursed that men don't even like me like that? But to go ahead and date a 17-year-old girl over me, I said, oh my God, we were grown as hell. Y'all, she graduated in 2020. She graduated in 2020, y'all. Like, literally graduated. And he was, like, there looking like the senior who always, who the senior who graduated, like, five years ago and still pops up on the campus on some alumni shit. But it's usually to mess around with the little girl. That's exactly what he looked like. Because he, he looks old as hell compared to her. And I'm just like, oh, my God. I was like, <laughs> my situation with, you know, men and the girl. The girl looks more like what he wants. 
The girl is like lighter skin. She has curlier hair. And I'm just like, you could have just said you don't like my dark ass. You could have just said that because I just feel like whenever it's someone that I am battling or quotations competing with, if it's another guy, if it's a guy involved, they usually don't look like me. Never. It's probably one time that someone looked like me. And that's because, well, with the hot dog on the side, the hot dog on a stick manager, he was different because his girlfriend, his girlfriend didn't look like me, but we were, you know, a little black. And Chris had one side tick that I was arguing with, and that was black. But his baby mama, Hispanic, just like, I'm gonna say nine out of 10, whenever there's a girl that I have to, like, you know, get my toxic, internalized toxic energy pulled from and be like, oh, I'm better than her. I hate being that way. I really feel like I really want women to not feel that way. Feel like we have to compete with each other. I want women to uplift each other and I want women to be better. But let's be honest, women, we toxic. We deep down, even we try not to, that whole little I look better than her kicks in so bad. And most of the time, these girls, they do really look nothing like me. And it's, they're always like lighter and they got coilier hair or whatever. And it's like, I hate being somebody's experiment. Like, it's so annoying. But um, back to that person. Yeah, that person just wanted to date a little 17-year-old girl. So I'm not going to lie. I really think that one, there's only two guys that if you bring them up, it's like really make my eye twist because I really wanted it to work. I really thought that it was time for me to have a healthy relationship after, you know, dealing with Chris. No, it got snatched away. I It got to the point where I just stopped talking about my relationship to anybody else just because I wanted to. I was like, maybe I start thinking like, maybe if I don't, you know, tell anybody about it, it won't like be jinx. No, honestly, I think my soulmate's a woman. I don't know what it is. I don't, I just don't get it. But anyway, now y'all, the next guy, he ain't really nothing to even talk about. We ain't talking about him. He irrelevant. Boo, loser. Throw tomato, 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 tomato. Boo, loser. Anyway, the next guy was just a coworker who I just started hooking up. But he ain't nobody to even talk about. But him, he didn't want a relationship. He broke up with me like after like like four hours fuck him he ain't nobody boo tomato 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 next guy he don't need to tomato 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 now this person i'm afraid to even talk about them because they might listen to the podcast but i doubt they will just because they don't pay attention to my ass but this is someone who's from my past who i found and start hooking up with but we have history like childhood history and the only problem with you know, that, I can say that the guy who I just said, boo, tomato, tomato, him and this person, they both are not black, they're Hispanic, and I have a problem with the fact that when I date out of my race, especially with a Hispanic man, they're always, you know, I usually tend to attract Hispanic men who like all women, or like, not all women, but are attracted to all women, but will only showcase their Hispanic girlfriend and not their black girlfriend. It's giving the Brad, not Brad, it's giving the Leonardo DiCaprio effect, which I did a YouTube video about. Y'all should check it out. I'm going to put that in the link about how like Leonardo DiCaprio will be attracted to black women, but he wouldn't. The, the showrunner and the forefront woman that he will have by his side on the red carpet will be a, a blonde hair, 
blue-eyed white woman. That's how Leonardo DiCaprio will always be. He Leonardo DiCaprio dated so many black women nobody even know about. Nobody even knows about it just because the women that he, you know, showcases are women that look like him. So, but that's my problem with those two guys that I'm talking about. They have attraction to me and it's like a fetishization for like to me but they would never see me as like a girl or girl they could take home and I that person that I'm talking about the who I have history with was like well if I really liked the black girl I would take her home he tried to say he would never take me home and I'm like nobody want to go meet your racist ass family anyway fuck you what are you talking about like like, it seems like everybody tries to dismiss what I'm saying when it comes to dating outside my race. Like, you will literally... But if you do take a black girl home, it's going to be someone who don't look like me. She's not going to be like me. She's not going to have the big-ass lips. I mean, big-ass nose. She's not going to look like me. She's going to look either mixed or lighter than me. So I don't know why they be trying to dismiss everything I say. Like, every... Look, every time I feel like a guy has a history of colorism. I go on their Twitter, find some tweets. Oh, I can't stand dark skin girl. Ooh, do 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 black girl, where are we? Come on, bro. Every time, y'all, I swear to God, every time, every time I feel like I'm right, I go and, go, like, look at their old social media or find their social media, throw through them tweets, find that shit. I'm like, people need to stop dismissing what I'm saying because 9 out of 10, I be right. And most of the time it is like, you know, I'm not going to say it's like, I, I still like, you know, have problems with, you know, my situation with Chris and I might be projecting a little, but no, I'm not because I, I go and I look at your picture, uh, uh, your old photos, your old video, and it's something that's racist. I'm like, stop, stop fucking denying what I'm saying and listen to me, listen to me, look at me, look at me. I'm the captain now. Like, I know what I'm talking about. I know what I'm talking about. And the next guy, he on the same stuff, but he's black. This person's black, but this person only wants to just hook up. He has, you could tell he has a type. You could tell he has a height. This person, I he's from Chicago, guy number, whatever. I don't know. I lost the count. This person definitely just like, Every time, every time, like, I see him post girls that are publicly, they're always a lighter-skinned girl with curler, curlier hair. Not even lighter skin. He seems to have a type of a girl who just have looser curls and more maybe on the lighter brown side. And they look like him because that's what he looks like. So I'm like, why do I always attract these, like, colorist, lighter-skinned men? Like, why do I, <laughs> why do, I do that? Like, what is... And it's basically, like, even just talking about, like, the sexualization. I, I think I might talk about it just here or maybe make, make another podcast. But when you have, like, you know, like, a fatter ass in his age of days, like, you're so sexualized. And that's why I turned off, like, my Instagram story reply. Because I just feel like I can't post my body without someone just, like, being so extra and sexualizing me. And I was told by a friend who's not my friend anymore that whatever I put out is what I'm going to receive. And I feel like that's so fucked up because, like, I should be able to post my body and not be over-sexualized. Like, and post, I post my body because I look good. Like, it's not for a man. It's because I look good. And I be in the gym every day working my butt off for myself and my mental health. And, like, y'all, like, <laughs> I just, it's like they only want, and it's, it's been like that. I just told someone, like, yesterday last night I said I just think it's so weird that 
you every time you compliment me, it's always about my body, and it's never like, oh, I want to take you out on a date. It's like no, it just seems like nobody wants to just go out on dates and dates. It's always just wanting to treat me like a cockroach and only want to like no, like I want to, I want to live. I want someone who want to go on dates. I want to you know be with someone who want to actually do things and have fun and like sex is like fun and stuff, but it's not everything I want to do is so draining. Like that's all they, you know, do and try to project onto me. And it's really drains my energy. And a lot of people don't even treat their casual sex partner. Right. They just like fuck them and leave. Like they don't even care about their mental health. They don't care about their well being. None of that. They don't care at all. And let me get on to another guy. I know y'all. I got a whole love life. <laughs> this person is another situation. Same thing. This person, I met him at my job in 2015. My first job it was the movie theater, like I stated earlier. Um, I liked him. He's black and Asian. He's lighter skinned. I need to delete these motherfucking mixed boys alone. That's the problem. He was. He never liked me. I already knew he had a type. It's, and he tries to claim that he don't have a type, but yes, he does. He does. He has a type. Like, he, he has, a, you know, he has, the, and guess who? Guess who's the non-black parent? The mother. Yep. So, yeah, the mother is, a, I mean, his mother doesn't seem like she is like that. She seemed very respectable of the community and, and stuff. And he told me his grandmother racist. So I don't know. But... What happened was, I liked him at the movie. He didn't like me. Obviously, he's not attracted to me or my feature. We get it. Whatever. I don't care. What happened was, a few years later, I just started liking his pictures on his Instagram. Because I would always check his Instagram because I'd just be bored. I would, you know, I found his Instagram, liked his photo. He DM'd me. I was like, yo, like, how long has it been? I'm like, yeah, it's been like five years. Like, I haven't seen you that long. He's like, yeah. Then, like, randomly, he hit me up. And he was like, do you want to go to the beach? And I'm like, okay, sure. Like, months later, after I had that conversation with him, like, hey, well, how you been? And I, I saw him around, like, L.A., like, once in the mall, but we didn't say nothing to each other. And so when we went to the beach that day, he, like, he was just hitting on me. And I was just, like, confused. I'm like, I, I didn't go into this beach day I mean I, I'm still attracted I was still attracted to him but I didn't go into this beach day thinking like he was gonna actually hit on me I never thought that would happen so all of a sudden he just started hitting on me obviously I look different now I have, I'm or not even look different I you know now my butt is starting to come out more and stuff like that and we were holding hands and whatever kiss whatever all of a sudden he was like I'm I'm about to go to jail for six months yeah I'm like, what did you do? Mine is I already knew he had a prior history because I would Google his name and his arrest history comes up. So I already knew that he was a little convict. But <laughs> the fact that he said he was going to jail for six months, I was like, my whole smile just disappeared. I was like, oh, wow. I was like, wow. So when he went to jail, y'all, I was being nice to him. I was sending him a little care pack. Let me tell y'all something. Don't put no money on no, no, no nigga book no more. Do not put no money on anybody book. If they go to jail... Let them go. Let them go. Don't do it. Because they will come back and bite you in the ass. Okay? Because that's what he did. And, <laughs> and <laughs> yeah, 
y'all. What happened was, turned out he was a terrible person. I let him stay with me a little bit, like, during the pandemic time. And, like, he was a terrible person. Turns out he, like, was calling me ugly to his friend and stuff like that. And I was just like, I, you know, I cursed him out and told him his breath is holotosis. So, yeah, I mean, that's what happened with that. So, I'm not trying to go detail about that. But what happened was I started, you know... The friend of his, his friend, like I said, that he told I was ugly. It's a long story with him. He broke my TV. He is on drugs. It's a long story with that situation. So I am not a homie hopper, y'all. It, just, it was a whole situation with that That friend liked me more. And he was always talking about how he liked dark-skinned girls. And that's all he talked about. Don't ever date no man with a white mama. Don't ever date no mixed man with a white mama. They are insane. That is my advice to y'all. Do not date... A man with a white mother. They're insane. That's a long story. <laughs> All right, y'all. <laughs> All right, y'all. Let's talk about the next. This. Let's go back to my next person that I really liked and had me throwing up and crying. <laughs> that's, in the, that's the last man that I have cried over. I haven't cried over a man in a whole year. I am proud, to my, I am proud of myself, and I want to give myself a clap. Because I've been okay since. And soon, ladies, y'all will get to this point where y'all will not cry over no man. Swear to God, you will get to this point where you're just fed up. I want all my ladies, I want all my girls, all my gays, you know, to get to this point where you're not crying to no over no man. I, I swear to God, you'll be at peace. You'll feel like you're in paradise. You'll feel like all dogs go to heaven. Swear to God. And this person is the same, on the same level as the the one who dated the 17-year-old girl over me, who I said I really like. This person, I, he actually pursued me. He, like, dinged me, and, like, on the, Lord, I was on Tinder. I was bored, but he was actually cute. And, like, he dinged me, and then, like, he followed me on Instagram, and I started, you know, talking to him. But what he didn't like is, which I found out later on, he didn't like how, like, open I was sexually and, and how I post my body and stuff like that. He said he 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 said he prefer prefers girls who are more off the grid and quiet. I'm like, well, sorry, bitch, because I'm never changing myself. I'm always gonna be this loud bitch. I'm always gonna be this loud girl who's open and who's gonna talk about things and who's gonna speak her mind. I'm like, well, all right. But let me tell you why I was throwing up and crying. So I so this person he like after he like like you know he followed me on Instagram I messaged him and I was like hey like I didn't see your message on like Tinder my bad so we started talking and like he came to my apartment and like what happened was I didn't want to wear if y'all don't know I I wear glasses and I'm blind as shit without my glasses I can't see um before my dad had passed he was talking about getting me a LASIK uh laser eye sick I mean whatever laser eye surgery and, you know, he never got a chance to do that. But um, I'm blind and shit out of my glasses. So what happened when he came to my apartment, I had my glasses on because I wanted him to see me, like, on my bad bitch shit. And so what happened when he went to Starbucks to get a frap, and I went to Jumbo Juice because I live across the street from both of those places. And when he came in the Jumbo Juice, supposedly he said something to me, but I didn't hear him. So he fucking left, and I went outside to look for him, and he was gone. And I was like, oh, my God, where'd he go? So I messaged him. I was like, hey, did you leave? He was like, yeah. He was like, I don't like being ignored. I'm like, what? What are you talking about? I didn't even hear you. When I when I tell you I'm a blind, I'm a blind and deaf bitch. I am Helen Keller in this bitch. 
Like that's her name. Helter I always say Helter Skelter, but that's the Charles Manson thing. Whatever or the Beast Boy, whatever, Lord. Anyways, <laughs> it didn't end well with him. He gave me another chance and like he stopped talking to me and got, uh, suddenly popped up with a girlfriend. So the moment I didn't I just suspected that he had a girlfriend, he was he was suddenly just posting this girl a lot and they looked like fucking cousins, so I wasn't sore. So on his birthday, y'all, I was waiting for it. on his birthday, I told him happy birthday. And then towards the end of the night, he posted the girl to him. The girl was like, I don't know, she had no top on, but he had no shirt on, and she was leaning against him in the picture. Bitch, when I tell you I was sick, I ran to the bathroom. I was just like Ray Charles. When Jamie Foxx was playing Ray Charles, and he was like, Mr. Charles, he went to the bathroom, just throwing up. I was sick, y'all. I ain't never been that sick ever again. I can tell y'all one thing. Ain't no man gonna make me be sick to my stomach ever again, because you ain't never gonna get close. <laughs> When I took y'all, please, y'all, <laughs> being, oh my God, we, I'm so, <laughs> I'm telling y'all, no man will ever make me that sick again. Like, men will really have you throwing up and crying and vomiting and just, like, vomiting like Reagan from the fucking exorcist. They will really have you sick. That's why I tell you, ladies, y'all need to detach yourself. If you know that you have a codependency against, with a man, get rid of it because codependencies and having feelings ain't shit they they, they will break your heart like a motherfucker that's all i have to say they'll break your damn heart like a motherfucker the last person that i talked to is recent and i'm not talking to him no more that's over that's done with so far i have been on a two-month celibacy and enjoying it when you're celibate you your mind is so much clear and you're just living your life you're on your Courtney Kardashian I was just over there living life like oh my god I was just living life like when you don't have nobody who's ruining your mindset and he's ruining your mental health oh my god you're literally like you're just living your life like oh my god like but back to what I was saying the topics I said I want to talk about this I think I addressed them all. How 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 has it been dating outside my race? Like I said, I just feel like I have to deal with a lot of microaggressions. Like I, you know, deal or talk to a lot of men that aren't black, and they be like referring to my skin as chocolate and always sexualizing me, and it's very weird, fetishizing me. And then dealing with black men, I have to deal with colorism and just feeling like I'm not the girl that they really want, and that's it. And then I said I want to address like my experience of dating in general, which I just gave y'all a recap. It's terrible, huh? I know it's fucking terrible. I don't ever want to talk to no man again. Um <laughs> just yeah, y'all just like I don't know. A lot of people are like, oh, this generation, this it sucks. But what I can say is that I feel like it just seemed like nobody wants to be in a relationship with me. Like it just feels like nobody makes an effort to be in an action. Like, with Chris, like, Chris was, like, you know, I call, I refer to him as ex, but we never officially had a title. He would do, he would be like, oh, you're my girlfriend, and then he will like, next day, be like, you're not my girlfriend. He was very much manipulative. So I can say I've never had an official title on any of my situationship, even though it's been a whole bunch of these whores. And it just sucked. Like, but then again, I can just feel happy that, you know, like, most of everybody around me who was in a relationship is getting cheated on or treated like shit. And they got official title, so I'd rather get treated like shit with no official title because, like, you know, I can pretend they don't exist. <laughs> Which I'm doing. I'm pretending they don't exist. 
But what I can say, you guys, I'm so happy that I've, you know, been celibate so far for two months. I can go months without having sex. Like, that ain't no joke. That ain't no problem. But this time, it's actually, you know, being celibate and just, like, focusing on my, you know, content and my brand and wishing, you know, things will go better with my dad's estate. Hopefully, it will end soon, you know. Like, every all the legal matter for my dad, hopefully this is all in soon. And I can just go live on an island, in Peru, you know, somewhere. Go live in Peru. Honestly, that's what I feel like I just want to do. Like, I just want to move to another country and just live there and die there in a village. Surrounded by the little villagers. And they'll remember me. But, I don't know, y'all. All I can say is that... I've been gaining weight, eating good, and I've been okay. No man is stressing me out. Cause when a man stresses me out, I don't want to eat. I don't want to eat no more. You can lose your appetite. If you are someone who's trying to lose weight, go creep on the man you like. I tell you, I will 100% guarantee you that man will make you lose 2 to 10 pounds. Go through his Twitter life. He will make you lose 10 pounds. But yeah, y'all, dating outside my race is real ghetto. It's always me being referred to chocolate. Well, the guys that I talk to don't refer to me chocolate. It's men that be hitting on me. Like one guy that I, you know, was talking to or whatever. He called me chocolate and talking about he want to see my chocolate booty bouncing. I'm like, fucking weirdo. Like, what's just so, oh, like so weird. Like, oh my God. Like, honestly, if I end up with a white boyfriend, y'all don't say nothing. I told y'all so. If I end up with a white man, don't say nothing. I tried. I tried. What's up? I tried. <laughs> but, um, like I said, like, it's always that mind, like, that question in the back of my head, whether they like black girls, which in regard to my, they not to my race. The experience that I had have not been so great, but hopefully one day I will, you know, find someone who's not psycho and not like the rest of the male species or just might be a woman. Hell, I don't know. I'm pansexual. So whatever. But um, all I can say is that I even though I claim that I do regret my, you know, love life decision or my love life past, I can say that I am growing and I am a way more better person when it comes to men. I'm able to cut them off. I don't feel like any codependency against anybody. I am able to have a sexual relationship with someone and not feel shit for them. Back then, I couldn't do that. I had to feel something. I had to be like, when are we running away together? Like, I don't do that anymore. I can, like, I can detach myself from this situation very much good. And that's probably because I don't like anyone. That's probably just because I just miss, you know, my Chris that died, you know. But... Other than that, I, like I said, I just really want to live life and just eat food and just mind my business and then just die alone. I don't know, y'all. <laughs> I really feel like I'm on the, I'm on that urge. Maybe one day, you know, I will meet someone. But for now, I'm really much, you know, leaning towards just the whole dying and surrounding around my friends and family, not, you know, my funny looking kids and husband. I'd rather just die with friends, but all right, y'all. I can't wait to the next episode, which is next week on Saturday. So please stay tuned. I'm going to go ahead and uh, end this. I hope you guys have a great night. Thank you. Thank you so much for listening. Also follow me on uh, Instagram. My main account is Dante daughter. 
My podcast account is Black Phoebe Hollowell, which is the name in this podcast. Thank you, guys. And for the people who listen to my podcast, I already said that I was going to send some things out to those people. I appreciate you guys. Right now, I'm down financially, and I'm trying to get better in a better spot. Hopefully, by June, I mean, by July or August, I will be in a better spot, and I will be able to send out to people, send out things to people who support me, because I really, really do appreciate it. And you guys don't even have to support me, but you do. So thank you. Have a good night.